0: Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes. That includes making a lot of money. So, we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hello, 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 and what up? Welcome to another episode of F to Hustle with Kim Doyle. That would be me. I am your host, Kim Doyle. All right, today's episode is episode 104, and the title is. Another company, Life Changes, and a look towards 2023. You guys have been ridiculously patient with me with the podcast this year. And yeah, I, I keep debating. Like I said, I think previously I'm thinking about doing seasons or something. I don't know. We'll see where it goes in 2023. It's not going anywhere. I just need, I don't know what I need. We'll cross that bridge. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, quick little update. Life is good. Life's good. We're about to enter December, which um, depending on when you're listening to this, you might, we might already be there. And I am headed back to California in two and a half weeks. This is nuts. Like it's just, it's so trite that the older you get, the faster time goes, but it's true. This is not my official year in review podcast episode. I'm going to record that in January. But I am starting to look ahead at what I want for 2023, um, both with business and life. And, you know, I I know a lot of people probably, well, a lot of people I'm making assumptions. But a couple friends and I have been talking about really where we want our business to go in the next year. um, What we need to implement in our own businesses to get where we want to go. And it's been a conversation we've been having for a while. And I just knew that it wasn't going to be something I could even start thinking about until the new planner was done, created, and it is, and it's off to the printer. And I'm ridiculously excited <laughs> about the brand. And so I can catch my breath for a hot minute and regroup um, because, of course, it, you know, not no, what's it, no no rest for the weary? I don't know, remember what the saying is, but it is taking a hot minute to catch my breath, get all of that sorted. And then we go straight into getting the website finalized, kicking up ad campaigns, the core, like there's just, you know, it's online business. It's life. And e-com is a whole other beast. That being said, I have been working pretty much every day since the week I took off after my back surgery, which mm-hmm. was the first week of October. And now that I'm starting to feel a lot better physically, my mental energy has shifted as well. talk about being resistant i I just I get very resistant to what is like well this I've got stuff to do, but I, like you when you know when you don't have the energy, especially physically and mentally and emotionally it was all like tied up in a big bow, all you do is make yourself feel worse. that's literally all that happens with resistance. And you know, I talk to my therapist about resistance a lot. I'm like, I don't understand how I'm being resistant. Because like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. But when we start feeling frustration for what is, we are in resistance to what is and, you know, resistance is one of those things that I really want to do a doodle on, because I don't know why. I don't know why it's one of those words that It's not rocket science, but the, how that shows up in my life and being able to identify it and understand it are two very different things. Anyway, here's a great example. You know, like I was saying, I caught myself saying, and people are like, oh, how are you doing? How's your back? I'm like, it's doing good, you know, but it's taking a lot longer than I'd like. And I'm like, what is the matter with you? Stop reiterating what you don't want. So now all I say to people is it's feeling better and better every day. Doing great, feeling better and better every day. And it's true. I definitely at the six week mark, I think prob- I won't go sideways with the back guys, but I really noticed a huge difference. And am I seven, eight weeks out? I don't, I'd have to do math. Um, I think last weekend was seven weeks. <laughs> I don't know. But this week, the last few days, even specifically, I have noticed, oh my gosh, like I'm walking a lot better. My problem is that I was allowed to sleep on my stomach now. And that's probably which doctor said yes. But then my neighbor who's a nurse said that is literally the worst position you can sleep on for your back. But so be it. All right. The truth is with with all this work, right? It kind of probably seems it kind of probably This is what happens when I'm rusty with podcasting language is going to be very interesting. Not to mention it's much later in the afternoon than I normally record, but I'm getting this done. Um, There wasn't much else I could do. So working every day is hardly in alignment with F the Hustle. At the same time, they weren't necessarily full days. And I, so I had to do what I could and I was icing my back and then, I would hit the afternoon and be like, Oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. And, you know, it took friends reminding me like your body went through a major trauma, right? Especially back surgery is not minor. But, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot that I could do. So it didn't really bother me. And what everything I've been working on has been exciting and inspired. And um, not to mention it Literally has been raining almost every day. Um, We had blue skies yesterday morning and then torrential downpour. It has been dry all day today. I feel like I need to knock on wood, but that would be noisy. Um, Yeah, it's been dry all day today, and that's been lovely. Um, And I think next week looks like sunshine, and then I've got another week, and I head back to the cold. Not that Northern California. California is not like cold, cold, but compared to Costa Rica this time of year, you know, 40s, it's cold. All right, so let's get into today's episode. I don't have a ton of other, you know, behind the scenes, random stuff to update you guys on. I will tell you that my dog's doing a whole lot better too. So we are all both whatever on the men than the other dog. It's just being her usual spunky self. All right, so I talked to you about create it in the last episode. And I did go into a lot of detail about the planner itself and um my decision to do it. So I want to go a little bit deeper about my vision for Create a Company, why I decided to start, why I decided to start oh this you guys, I'm not even like, how many minutes am I into this podcast episode? Seven minutes! And I'm tripping over sentences twice. Anyway. Um, I want to share why I decided to start a separate company from the personal brand and how I see them fitting together. Uh, my first real, quote unquote, real entrepreneurial endeavor was the scrapbook store. I opened back with a business partner in 1998. It was really at the beginning of the scrapbooking craze. And I had just been laid off from I was a district manager for a major book retail chain, not Barnes and Noble, and they're gone. Anybody remember Crown Books? Anyway, they were the third largest, they were a discount bookstore, but I worked my way up and well, sure enough, they ended up closing. They, I think it was the first round of bankruptcy. I got laid off with them. And then I think they closed all stores a year later because they didn't listen to their customers and their customers wanted coffee shops inside the bookstore. Now, mind you, they would have just been closing now anyway, but you know, we'll leave that alone. Um, even though I didn't necessarily have the capital to do it at the time, I would have wanted to open a second store and, and I can, can I just say amen that we didn't because I ended up um, leaving two years later Yeah. when I got, I was pregnant with my son and there was no way I could have justified uh, daycare for two kids on what I was making at the scrapbook store. And the thing is I had very big visions for that store. I mean, and we could have killed it online had I know what I know now, right? Hindsight's <laughs> 2020. But holy moly, would it have been a lot harder then, than it is now? And gosh, I don't even know. I would doubt there's any, I could be totally wrong, but I doubt there's any standalone scrapbook stores anymore because of the internet and Michael's and major craft stores that carry so much of that. But, you know, I I never, I didn't launch that with the desire to... Just find something to do, fill my time. It I, like I had big visions for it. My business partner didn't. I mean, our age difference. She was the same age as my mom. I was twenty eight, and and she's probably what fifty at the time. Um, it was really more of a hobby for her, and I needed it to bring in income. And in many ways, creating a physical content planner brings me full circle. And you know, I apologize if I have talked about that before because even at the scrapbook store, I was teaching classes. I was, I taught lettering classes. Um, I even had some font stickers that I designed published by a company. And I really do need, I've got images of those in Dropbox. I need to, I do still have them, but they're in storage in California. Um, But you know, so much of what I do today has been a part of my journey long before coming online. And, this is off script, i.e. it's not in the notes. And, you know, I think there's a lot of different opinions about follow your passion, don't follow your passion. And it's easy to follow your passion when you have one for people that are like, I don't necessarily have a definitive passion, right? So it that type of advice is tough, where I don't want to say I'm a jack of all trades, And a master of none, I'm not gonna take I I refuse to put that label on myself. But I'm fairly good at creative things. And, you know, I was was actually talking to what up, Matt, if you're listening, Matt Davies, having a conversation on Facebook the other day with my friend, Matt, and we're talking about drawing and doodling. And he has a wicked sense of humor. And I'm like, you have to turn these into cartoons or, you know, his girlfriend actually is an artist. So I'm like, come on, you guys. Because I was saying one of the things I would like to do, and I'm going to talk about it further down the road, is incorporate more doodles and drawings into my own content. Because I was an art major for, I don't know, a year and a half. Not super long, but I didn't pursue it because I didn't feel good enough. I sold myself down the river, to be honest with you. I wanted to do graphic design way back then. And you know it is what it is my journey took me where it took me and i have no regrets because i i'm also very grateful that i've always kept some sort of art and creativity in my life i got into watercolors a few years ago and you know i i love sketching and doodling and you know so all of those things all that being said okay so that's a whole little side thing about passions and and the journey but i just want to point out you know that when i opened that scrapbook store in 1998 e-commerce what like i don't even know if any i'm sure there were people selling online and, and and i'm i'm this is all off the cuff not in the notes so but i mean you think about it like even the major toy retailer toys r us decided to put their store inside of amazon like cuz people didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal which is just ridiculous but anyway um had I, I I just couldn't have seen what the world would become, right? But what my point that I'm attempting to make here is that I've pulled together so many different things that I like to do, and my business now is a reflection of all of me. So that creative side is create it, and I get the I also ready for this. My therapist reminds me of this. I ended up being a speech major, too. I had like three majors, and uh, wanted to be a motivational speaker. And in many ways, I found my own platform with the podcast to do that. And so you look at different things that that I've done, and I've been able to pull them all into something that brings me joy, and I don't have to define what that is. That being said, I want to see how far I can take create it as a company. Like I said, not just a planner but the company, which is why I needed to do this on my own. I have been very fortunate to partner with some amazingly talented people, but anytime you bring on a partner, you're giving up control. And as crazy as I make myself at times, I'm much more willing to take risks even when I have no idea how it's going to happen. And so to have this vision for create it, I know a different level is I would say I I'm expecting a different I'm expecting more from myself I should say and that doesn't mean like working you know grinding we know how I feel about that but I know where I'm capable of doing more and showing up and we'll talk about that in a second because the truth is you guys the idea of giving up on myself feels like a death sentence I have zero intentions of ever quote-unquote retiring in fact I just see myself creating more as I get older who knows you know, that maybe in 10 years from now, I'm, I'm illustrating or I'm, I'm doing watercolors or I've, I've, I've just become a speaker. Like I, who knows, but like, I don't feel that end point. I just want to keep going until it's not fun anymore. One of my goals with create it company, one of my goals with create it company, let's try and say it again, is to scale it to the point where it doesn't need me. And who knows, maybe even sell it for a nice exit. But I'm getting ahead of myself there. But that is part of why I've gone back into, I talked months ago now, probably, uh, about Free Time by Jenny Blake and Clockwork by Mike McCallowitz. One of the things that Mike teaches in Clockwork is that once you start implementing the systems, which I have a very tiny effective team this is all happening like in real time. We're not sitting and creating systems and then launching the company. Everything's just getting done. And so, but one of the things he Mike recommends is that as soon as you start implementing clockwork, you schedule a four week vacation for yourself within 18 months time. And it doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he's not like saying you need to go to the South of France or something, but it could be a staycation, but you're not to work is the point. That's a point of clockwork, of free time, of creating systems that run without you and allow me a little bit more space in my life. So my plans for the company. So in addition to hiring people, because again, I went into a lot more detail about this in the last podcast episode. Um and it's just the previous one to this one, if you're just listening on a podcatcher <laughs> or whatever, Apple Podcast, whatever. Um but we have a lot more products planned for the brand and I am even though it might seem like I'm very ready fire aim I've been doing this a long time now so it's not like I'm starting from scratch with everything Um, and I don't want to give away too much here but here are the categories of products we're looking at so more planners beyond the content planner and I already know which one is coming and that should my goal is to have that in the first six months of next year We're going to have stickers, physical and digital. So the digital that you can pull into Good Notes and use with your app. Dare I say pens? Quite possibly. I don't know when those are going to come. Card decks, like content prompt card decks. We'll see. So don't anybody go do that. Um, Lots of training courses. And with the training, I want to bring in guest guest experts to create our own library of workshops and find people like, you know, like find somebody who's great at Pinterest. And that's what they do. And let me put them in front of our audience and whatnot. And so I don't know how that's necessarily going to look because I I don't know, a percentage of profits, uh, hire them to do a course for the brand. I have no idea, but that's coming monthly content prompts and a template subscription. And that's going to be a low end and we've got the best name for it. I'm not going to tell you, but it's super fun. Uh, cause that'll be rolling out in January or February. And then a small service would be consulting on planner creation and publication. So helping other people produce planners, provided you're in a different space and market, right? Like I'm not going to help my competitor, obviously. Um, And that's, that's just where we're at right now. That doesn't mean there's, who knows what else I, the minimal is multiple planners. Like I'd also like to do, I totally cut myself off there. Sorry. Um, I don't, I don't want to give everything away, so I'm going to shut up, but, uh, you know, it's not going to be a service-based business. I'm not going to start providing content services. Um, I wouldn't mind doing a directory for content service providers. And also for any of my content creators out there, we are going to do, uh, offer offer allow be open to guest posting. So if you're looking for links and can create a quality piece of content, hit me up. All right, so to do this, I'm going to need a little help and guidance in the e-commerce space, which is where my friend Trey Llewellyn comes in. And I reached out to Trey yesterday. I'm like, "You still doing your mastermind?" He said, "Yep." I said, "All right, I'm coming in. Um, I'm looking at hopefully January, the latest February." Um, he's a master at e-commerce, and I, I, I'm sure I've dropped numbers here, and I don't want to do that, but multiple, 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 a lot of millions. <laughs> Uh, in God, 90 days, it was nuts. I think he has the highest performing e-commerce funnel and click funnels for that span of time at this point. Anyway, but I, I, he's just, he knows what he's doing. He has been to China and source products. He is great at traffic, acquiring traffic. Um, besides the typical social channels that we think of. So, um, acquisition model. He, he's just great at what he does. And there's no way that I can scale this. I know. I don't have the bandwidth or the patience to scale it without paid traffic. Um, And so, yeah, that's going to be a big part of it. Obviously, organic content and social media will be a big part of the growth strategy. Um, but like I said, with the paid traffic piece, I'm also on a mission to dial it in with someone internally. I'm not hiring outside ad agencies again, at least not at this point. Um, and not somebody would have to show me that they have done something for a similar market and with funnels and all of the things that make it so different and unique. Um, but I want to keep it in-house, I want to keep the cost down. Um, I'm also We've only worked I only worked with two agencies before, but the return time that it took to get ad created back was ridiculous. It should not take three weeks to get graphics or copy back, and I just I'm not effing around with that. I'm just gonna tell you right now um and I want somebody who's invested in monitoring the campaigns daily. It's not my wheelhouse. can I do it? Yes, but I don't know what I'm looking at in terms of like, okay, I mean I can look at the numbers and I can create the ad and do those things, but it's like a, I'm going to pull my hair out and probably throw the computer through a window <laughs> because I don't like doing it. But B, I don't, I'm not versed in that space. I'm just not. And so anyway, I have a friend who is very good at that and uh, she's going to help us get up and running. And then once things are moving, if she wants to move on from that, then we need to bring someone on and train them and I'll find someone who has experienced. But You know, I don't want to be a list of on a client. I don't want to be a number on a client list for a big agency. I just don't. Um, Again, I'm happy to do the creative, (coughs) but I don't want to do the ad management. So anyway, I will update you on how the pre-sale has done when I do my year in review podcast episode, and we're going to continue promotions in December. Now the planner is off to the printer. We've got, at the time of this recording, uh, pre-sales. We've got one more day for pre-sale, like a day and a half of pre-sales. And then the price goes up because there is a complete content training course that comes with this. And their customers also get a sample PDF. So those are coming. And that's going to be, I think the course and the digital products will all be available before the physical planners get into people's hand. I can't do anything about that. But uh, we will make sure everybody has access to the course and the sample PDF. And side note, you know, Kim and are searching for the perfect software. Excuse me, I've decided I am, I've landed on Circle. There's a Zapier that I can integrate with Woo. They've got a lot of great things built into it as well as we can do a free community in there because I'm probably going to shut down the Facebook group. I'll let people know they can, we're moving to circle. If they want to join it, great. Come on over. I have not been very active in there in forever. And so if people want to join content creators on the circle community, they can. Um, but all that people, the only time I get a lot of responses or anybody gets responses in that Facebook group is when they're looking for user generated content. They want to go create content for a brand. That's it. So not my wheelhouse. Anyway. um, So yeah, I'm going to be in a grading circle. So the course will be getting set up and customers are going to get access to the course, the sample planner, the digital product here. Hmm. Digital probably going out next week. I just need to test the interactive one that we have for the apps. Um <coughs> excuse me. Pretty exciting. It's pretty friggin' exciting. And I'm pretty friggin' tired, <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Um, all right, let's talk about life changes. And I'm just gonna do a quick little time check here already. So life changes. I don't think I have mentioned this publicly anywhere. But I am looking at moving back to the states sometime in the first half of 2023. Um, as of right now, I have no idea if it means February or June. <laughs> um, I have my dear friend Susie is coming to visit in January. She was here last January. Um, and I want to see how I feel after being back at Christmas last year. It was it was truly culture shock. Like I was very homesick last year. And I was like, I'm ready to go back. And then I went to LA and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> However, I, I could never live in LA. No offense to any um, Angelinos. Is that what they call Los Angeles. I don't know. Either way, just too many people. The Bay Area has too many people for me now. All right, but let's talk about the change of heart. Why the sudden change of heart, you might ask. It's a combination of many things, and the first and probably most obvious to me is that I felt this way last year, too. I really do miss the fall and holiday seasons in the States. I, I just, I won't go crazy sideways, but, you know, it just, they were magical times for me, and even as an adult with my kids when they were littler, and then as they got older, just with my parents, it was, it just... They made the holidays very, very magical, and I just I miss my family and my my dear friends in the states and cozy times and all that comes with this time of year. You know it's like I' have a friend uh one of my closest friends in Scotland, and she's like, "Oh, maybe I'll make a hot chocolate tonight," and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not having hot chocolate here. <laughs> I mean I could, but I mean i don't it's probably eighty degrees today." If not warmer. I don't know. Um, you know, so I miss that. And it's, it's really a feeling. It's, I don't miss the chaos of the commercialism, to be honest with you. Um, I do like the simplicity of my life here. But at the same time, I also sort of miss the convenience that comes with being in the States. The difference between how I feel this year versus last year is that this year I feel like I'm moving towards something. Which is going to make a lot more sense when I explain the other reasons. Last year was really difficult because Thanksgiving fell on my mom's birthday. And it was literally the first holiday I have ever spent without family. I mean, (laughs) even my mom was so cute, you guys. Like even Valentine's Day. Not just the grandkids, but she would give her adult kids, us, like cards and a little treat or something. She just did. It may be a Starbucks card. It didn't matter but just sweet and you know it's those little things and i love doing little things like that for people that i care about too and not just on holidays and stuff but you know all i can do from here is ship people stuff which i'm not complaining about i you know 20 years ago that was not an option um so last year was really tough all that being said there's nothing in me that feels sad about my desire to move back Last year, there was a lot of sadness and heavy emotions around it. Um, In fact, I was originally looking at either Oregon or Washington. I decided I may as well stay on the West Coast. But one of the primary reasons I want to move back is to be closer to family and friends. So it seems a little counterintuitive to move back to the States and still be that much further from family. You know, which means Northern California. And like I said, I cannot be in the heart of the Bay Area by any means. and I also don't want to be in suburbia, either. Been there, done that. And so I'm looking at a few different areas that are a little bit more remote, but still only about 20 minutes from civilization, meaning uh, Target or Costco. And yes, those are measurements for me. After staying with my dad during the months before my, my move to Boise, I realized that being that remote is too far. And you know, my dad has enough property. I was talking to my aunt, she said, well, you know, maybe look into what about building, you know, on your dad's property. I'm like, that would be fine. If the majority of the population, it's exact same situation I'm in here, you guys, where there's a ton of retirees, or there's families with kids. And trust me, as someone who is not like, I'm not doing clubs or any of that kind of stuff. But we're going to get into dating in a minute. I'll explain that. So, you know, again, I'm looking at Northern California and yes, it means all of the expenses of living in California, but that's fine. More motivation to scale the new company. Right. Um, and I mentioned earlier that I want to join my friend Trey's mastermind. Well, so he's in Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, and, um, they have live events a few times a year. Flying out of Costa Rica to the States is not necessarily difficult, but it's not super convenient either by any means. Um, at least we don't have to do the COVID test and whatnot, but, um, you know, as I'm saying that I'm due for a border run, I think I'm going to go this Saturday, which means I have to go get a PCR test to go into Nicaragua and it's nuts. You guys, I literally drive up there. It's less than two hours. I park, I go into the Costa Rican. It's not the embassy. What is it? Um, immigration. Hello passport, show my test, walk around, walk up to the Nicaragua Nic- across the Nicaraguan border, prove I took the PCR test. It's all about $18 US. And then I walk through a little, you know like at the uh, airport, little conveyor belt, put my purse on there, grab it, walk around the building, come back in, get my passport stamped again, and I walk back to Costa Rica immigration, I go through immigration again, and I show them my return flight because like you have to in order to not return uh, exit flight to come into Costa Rica, I have to show that I will be leaving within 90 days. So I get a flight, and I refund it. And then I go back to the car. It's just it's the silliest thing. But it is what it is. The thing that sucks is that I have to do it by the 8th and I leave on the 18th. And I probably mentioned this last time too, which tells you that I'm being a pissy person about it. Anyway, so every time I leave though, I have to pay the dog setter. And except for LAX, there are not a lot of direct flights out of Liberia. I would doubt that I could do a direct flight. Now, mind you, I mean, even St. Louis is a pretty major hub, but it's, it, you got, I just wish I could explain. It's, it's such a, it feels like a bigger production than I'm, Actually, I'm probably making it sound like a bigger production than it really is, but that's um, kind of a pain in the ass, you know, and I'm going to be close enough to family that I could probably bring my dogs down and they can hang out with my dad's for any time I travel. Um, even going back for Christmas, I'm flying into LA and then my daughter and I are driving up to Northern California because it would have been nuts to do you know, connect. It's just, there was not, and to Sacramento, you guys, I looked at Sacramento, Oakland, San Francisco. Anyways, moving on. Um, I really do love the area I live in, which is Petró, Guanacaste. I'm on the North Pacific side. But I am, like I said, I'm sandwiched between retirees and families because the international schools are here. And so, you guys, I'm not really the digital nomad. I work pretty much Monday through Friday at my desk, in my house, doing my thing, Um, I'm not a fan of working in coffee shops because of the noise, even with noise canceling headphones. I don't necessarily want to work outside. Um, As beautiful as it is, the humidity or heat would probably make me a little cuckoo. Um, And other than my patio every now and then, provided it hasn't been raining, because I kid you not, I I took the dogs downstairs, talked to a neighbor at lunchtime today. She hands me her bug spray and I still got three bites on my feet. They just love me. Mosquitoes. I don't know what it is. I'm waiting for it to dry up here, but it's a little bit nuts. Um, all right. So all of those, and you know what's kind of funny is I think about the things. There's plenty of places that are really pretty to go work. I, I just know myself. I know where I'm more focused. Um, and I would say I'm kind of a homebody. Um, and now at this point, you know, I did some really fun stuff. I think the only quote unquote adventurous thing I would do down here, again, like I love doing the catamaran cruises. Um, I think when my friend comes down in January, I'm going to suggest we go to one of the waterfalls provided it's not like a nutty hike up there. But other than that, like I've done zip lining and parasail. I'm like, I'm done with that shit. (laughs) My back's a good excuse now. All right, the other challenge of living here is dating, and I'm at a point in my life where I I want that primary relationship again, and I just don't see it happening here. And who knows? Maybe it's just a belief, but either way, it is what it is. And dating here, it's it's pretty much non-existent unless I want to date a 35 year old Tico. That's what they call Costa Ricans, Tico Tica. Um, and I've had plenty of opportunities for that, and it's just a hard no for me, honestly. Just no, no, because it's a it's a creepy feeling, and I'm just gonna tell you this, so ladies will get this that when somebody quick glance or whatever, and all of a sudden there's this pursuit of you, and it's like you don't know me, yeah, but I want to get to know you i I don't, I don't want to date somebody fifteen years younger than me to each their own, no judgment, I don't, you know, and it's it's just weird it i i and I won't go sideways with this, you guys, but that's a whole other episode. Okay, quick story, quick story. I had um, uh, a friend in the building last year. So my first trip out of here, it may have been last summer. And so there was a person, this is when you had to get a COVID test to go back to the States, you don't know, provided you're vaccinated. And I am so it gives me the contact, somebody would come to the building into the PCR test. And I'm like, ah, well, actually, to go back to the States, it was the other one, which was like 50 bucks or whatever. I'm like, great. So, for $10 extra, yes, it's totally worth it to me to have someone come here. So, I coordinate with this person over WhatsApp. They're going to be here. The guy messages me the next day and says, I forget how it came up the day before, but oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I've got an online business. Just casual, like you're just trying to be friendly, right? Next day, I'm like, are you confirming? for the appointment Friday. Oh no, I just, I wanted to say hi and see how you were. And I was like, okay, long story short, would it be strange if, if I took you out for a drink when you got back? I don't even know what this person looks like. We've never met in person. And I'm like, I, Oh, and by the way, he was 34. And I just said, uh, yeah, no. And then I canceled. I'm like, you're not coming to where I live. And I went out to the local hospital and got the test done. It's, it's just weird. And there is this, um, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but there's like this feeling of, okay, so you think I have money cause I'm down here independently and I can't tell you how many times are you here with your husband? Are you here with your husband? Are you here with your husband? It's a creepy feeling, but so you see a single woman down here. And so you decide because I've done this that I've got money and then I want to take care of you. It's just anyway, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. And I don't even know if there's anything to say beyond that, but long story short, dating is just non-existent down here. And like I said, I'm at a stage where I'm ready. I'm ready for that primary relationship. And I'm, and trust me, I've had serious relationships since my husband passed, which was, God, I'll be 20 years next year. Um, I was engaged once and then, you know, went through a lot with my son in high school. And it was just like, you just know when you do, and you don't have the bandwidth for that. I, I want to be able to show up fully and have the space to give someone. All right. Now that Kim's dating saga is over, let's move on. um, where am I at? Okay. Also, I'm sure some of this comes from the fact that this has kind of been one hell of a year. The year started off with me getting COVID mid-January. And this was right after Susie was here last January. Um, but I had visitors every single month through August, except February. Then literally the day a friend was leaving in August is when I ended up in emergency because of my back. And so Let's not forget my my dog that needed surgery twice, uh, and just it, it's it's just been a lot. And as much as I'd like to think I'm Wonder Woman, you know, I think I shared this before. My friend Cheryl, so funny, she said, "You think you're Wonder Woman, but I think your wonder went up and went." <laughs> uh, and so it, it's it's just been a year, you guys. It's just been a year. Sharing all of this here has actually. And and putting it out there, actually putting it out there is helping me get some much needed clarity. And I'm, I hope it doesn't sound like one big complaint after the other. It's just simply where I'm at right now, because Costa Rica is beautiful. I've met some amazing people who, some of whom will absolutely stay dear friends for life. And, you know, I also have friends I can come back and stay with now. So it's kind of fun to visit. I'd still love to have a place here some year, some year, someday, whatever. As of today, I say that, um, but it kind of feels like my time here is done for now, for lack of a better explanation. Um, I'll also give another update about this in the, in my year in review episode, since I will have returned from California with fresh eyes. Uh, when I do move back, I will land at my dad's for two to three months to get situated, deal with stuff in storage, get a California driver's license, got to sell a Boise driver's license. Um, And then start looking for a place and just reacclimate. And like I said, it could be February, it could be June. I don't know. But then earlier, when I first started thinking about this, I'm like, well, I may as well stay through the nice weather. But like this year, it's it was it was great. I feel like January, February, March were really nice. I don't know. The weather's just been very strange this year. So much rain in comparison from what I my own experience, right um, to the year before. So all right. So that's a little bit of a life update for you. I look towards 2023. I have been so head down and focused on create it. Like I said that I have not I hadn't started thinking much about 2023 until this past weekend, which was Thanksgiving weekend. With the holiday in the States, I took advantage of a long, quiet weekend to get things done and start clearing my head. Um, Cheryl, my neighbor, who's a dear friend and an amazing cook, hosted an American Thanksgiving the Saturday before because she went out of town. And she's Canadian. How lovely is that for myself, another friend who's American, another couple who's Canadian. It was really fun. Um, And since I've already shared... um, what I'm, what the plans are for create it and what, what's happening over there. I'm not going to repeat that here for my personal brand. It's time to take my own advice and hashtag just show up for much of this year. I have felt like I've been in project mode and you know, it's, it's God. When I look back on the last, sorry for the pause, uh, six years, six years it's been, it's been a little nutty. Um, like I shared, there was just a few, three, four years with my son that were really, really difficult. Um, then my mom passed away, then I moved and then COVID it's just, you know, it's been a little bit nutso. Um, and I feel like, okay, I can settle down a minute. Mind you, all of that stuff that I just mentioned is simply life and it's going to keep happening. And so I am approaching what I want in 2023 in a way that allows me space that when life does happen, I don't get knocked quite so hard. I mean, you know, losing my mom was the most devastating thing I have experienced since losing my husband. And Um, shit. If I, if I can keep moving on from that, I got this. That's kind of my thought. Um, so my focus with Kim Doyle, I'm going to continue focusing on email marketing and newsletters while sharing what I'm doing with content marketing, which will naturally support created. And the trick, even with content creators planner was not cannibalizing Kim Doyle to create content for content creators planner because I'd been talking about content marketing on my personal brand. Um, I want them to tie together though. But for me, it's, it is time to make video a priority. I don't see myself focusing on YouTube until maybe the second quarter. Um, but until then I'm going to start rebranding the channel. I've I've done a new header and stuff and probably need to go in and clean up a bunch of WordPress videos. I've never deleted anything off of YouTube. I don't think, um, but, and, and fortunately, I had the good sense when I started my YouTube channel to, it's Kim Doyle, it's not the WP chick. Um, but I do think what I can do is anything that I create video wise can go up on YouTube, start creating new playlists, editing playlists, adding anything I do to the video as well as producing short form video. And yes, I still want to focus on TikTok. That really came to a screeching halt when my back went sideways. And I needed surgery, but I'm feeling much better and I'm ready to back jump. Back jump in. You like that? I'm ready to jump back in. You guys, we are winding down. So thank you for (laughs) listening to Kim speak today. So there's three things that I want to focus on in 2023. Mastery, systems, and visual content. Now we'll, of course, drill down a little deeper on each of these. So mastery. I love using the word delicious when it doesn't make sense. So I'm going to use it here. There's something so delicious about digging in and getting better at your craft. And again, I know that it might seem like the word delicious doesn't make sense there. But I want you to think about the experience of eating your favorite food. It's cooked perfectly. You're hungry enough. It looks delicious. It smells good. It's just that it's an experience, right? There's this experience that you're having of eating your favorite food. That's the feeling I'm referring to. It's kind of like a zone where you just realize I'm I'm pretty good at this. I'm getting better at that. Oh, I wrote that. Look, I wrote, I did, I did that, right? <laughs> So my areas of mastery are going to be writing and marketing. And I know they're super general big buckets. And I've said this so many times. I, it, it's it It just, I think I keep saying it because it surprises me how much I have fallen in love with writing over the last 10 plus years. And I want to put more energy toward it. Storytelling, content writing, copywriting, and yes, even social media writing. Which part of create it, the content planner, is getting people to start thinking about social media as publishing platforms and not simply platforms to push content to. So you want to think contextually, you know, something that performs well on Twitter may not do the same thing on Instagram, it's different types, they're different audiences, even though the same people might be there, they expect a different type of content on those platforms. And for whatever reason, short form content kind of throws me for a loop. Like this post, this podcast episode is, I don't know, 2300 words. No problem. And you guys are like, that's because you ramble. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But i the only way I'm going to get better at short form content is to do it frequently. So I also recently purchased the newly updated Everybody Writes by Anne Hanley, the Kindle version. And I am excited to dive in. I got myself a Christmas present, which is the new Kindle scribe where you can take notes while you're reading. And you guys, I know I've got an iPad and the pencil, but if you haven't seen the Kindle scribe, it looks pretty awesome. It kind of reminds me of remarkable. Um, anyway, so that was my gift slash write off (laughs) for this year. Um, so I am excited about diving in. I love Anne Hanley. I love her work and I'm looking forward to, just working on my writing, which means writing a whole lot more. And this should help immensely with my plan to write the F the Hustle book in 2023. Side note, I did not put this in here. I have just launched another newsletter and I'm using Beehive, which I am in love with that platform. I may even move F the Hustle over there. We'll see. Um, But it is called Imperfect. And this is targeted specifically to women, and we're talking about living business, living business, living your life, and creating a business on your terms through uh, inspired action and aligned intention. So you can go to kimdoyle.com forward slash imperfect and sign up. And all it's, it's just a newsletter right now. I don't know what else I'm doing with it. Something's percolating, though. Um, all right. So writing. Writing and marketing, I didn't even outline marketing, guys. It's just practicing. That's it. Same thing. It's getting better at copy will apply to marketing, creating a more solid distribution system, which will be a complementary product to the planner. I have no doubt. All right. So next up is systems. Systems are the bane of my existence. It is not how my brain works. I don't like administrative work. And it's it's but it's just i can't grow and create what i want unless i just you know get it in get it done can i hire for this role absolutely but i am going to create it with someone and set it up um because i do have someone that can help me with this um and i can my my intention originally is to originally initially is to pay someone to help me get it all set up and situated And then I will hire somebody to manage and um, it just, it needs to happen. That's it. The whole business needs to be in a solid system. Um, And I will 100% be looking for that person the first quarter of 2023. Um, But I want, here's, here's the kicker. Just like I talked about, I don't want to be a client on an agency's roster. I don't want to be a client on an entrepreneur's roster. I want somebody who wants a job, somebody who loves systems and just wants to do their thing with some security of a regular paycheck and that they they want to become a part of something as opposed to me being a part of their something. And there are plenty of people out there that that that's what they want to do. And that's great. Um, And because we're selling Notion products, that is the route I plan on going. Even though it's just not totally how my brain works. But again, I know it's super powerful. When I started Create It, I chose Asana because I knew it and I could get it going quickly. But Notion is also one of those things I want to master in 2023. Uh, But I will start with best, the basic best practices. And you guys, I can work my way around Notion. It's not that, but I want it to be maybe this is a a catch 22, but as native as WordPress is to me at this point. So obviously, it's going to take a long time. And mind you, at this point, the nativeness with WordPress for me is content and just dashboard stuff. Uh, Don't ask me to go into a CSS file anymore. But um, yeah, so systems, it's, it's just time. There's no way I can hire and grow without it. Right, okay, last but not least, and maybe the most fun is visual content. This means creating and sharing more visuals that I personally create. It's not just about graphics and stuff. So I want you to think doodles, sketch notes, that type of thing, right? Or or illustrations that I've done. And, and you know, I I've done some of these, and I use a tool um, that I have purchased, and I'd highly recommend it. It's like a one off purchase for life. It's called SketchWow, just sketchwow.com. Um, But I'm talking about me personally drawing things that I use for my content, which means learning Procreate for the iPad. Um, I have purchased a Procreate beginners course. But again, this year, we'll just leave it at that. I know some people are like, haven't you learned Spanish yet? I'm like, just leave me alone. <laughs> no, it's been a year. My brain is tired at night. Um, but this way I can create high-quality doodles and easily export them while retaining the quality. And I'm guessing, I'm assuming, just like Photoshop or whatever, that you can export them as vector images. Um, I'm gonna be jumping into the next cohort of pencil pirates. And you it's just I don't pencilpirates.com. I've linked to it in the show notes. Just Google it, pencil pirates. Uh the creator of pencil pirates. I was going to try and say that again. Pencil pirates, Laura Evans Hill, not Evans Hill. uh, Evans Hill said that I could do the next round because of my back. I'd signed up for the August cohort. And I was like, do we get lifetime acts? Do we, cause not all cohorts. And it was probably explained somewhere and I missed it. Um, But I said, can I get access? This is what's gone on. And she said, I'll make sure you get access to the next one. I'm like, you're just a phenomenal human being. And, and it's not like I didn't already think she was awesome. Her work is amazing. Um, and I have linked to her Twitter in uh, in the show notes and her website. I, I looked at it the other day and um, looks like they're revamping the, the landing page. And the next cohort, I think starts January 4th, but she is brilliant at using visuals to express messages. And what did she say? Oh my God, she had a great saying. It was, "Oh, something, create this, not art." I'm sorry, you guys. I'll do an update. How's that? Once I get back into pencil pirate, so I want to do that again. Um, but here's what I want to do. This is what gets me very excited. I want to create illustrated guides to things that are a little bit more complex. So, you know, like Notion, or I was even thinking, you know, with Mike McCallowitz and Clockwork, I've gone back to Profit First and I was like, what if I could do the stuff that I'm implementing in my business, take the Profit First system or take Jenny Blake's free time, right? Her system is align, design, and assign. And she uses language that totally resonates with me. I'm like, what if I could do a doodle or an illustrator? illustration illustrated version of it's it's like time for me to wrap this up and we are um, or sketch notes right like my aunt was like, what do you want for your birthday and Brit my daughter brought it down I wanted a uh, sketch notes it was a book on sketch noting and which is taking visual notes while you're obviously listening reading watching something you know like a seminar or something and so I like the idea. Of or email marketing, let's take that or a newsletter and creating the illustrated version. So if anyone takes this idea from me, I'm going to punch you. Just kidding, but there's plenty to go around for everybody, and we all have a different take on it. But so that's, I really want to pull more visual content into everything I do. I want it to be my visual content. I love all the tools. I love. Canva. God bless you. Um, Photoshop. I wish I understood you better, but you know, we're friends It works. And so seeing how that plays out, everything I do, you guys, that's, that's primarily the reason I created the content planner. It, the first one is I started paying attention that every time I went to map out something I was doing in my business, it started with pen and paper. And then for fun, I would get out the colored pens, which I have a ridiculous amount of colored pens from my scrapbook store days, as well as the Tombow dual brush. I love those. I have like four packs of those down here. And I probably have like, I don't know how many more in storage. But I'm a very tactile person. And it helps me to see it. I even drew, I don't know if I showed this in the last episode. But I have the pre-sales for created. I drew two thermometers. On the left hand side, I have sales, and the right hand side I have planners. And so my goal was for November, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna keep running these thermometers. And I I just keep coloring them in. As the numbers go up, I color it in. And so there's something about keeping that level of play in my life, that level of creativity that just makes me happy. And so I know that when I do that, that will carry across into, it's just, it's, it's, every everything is energy, you guys. And it's going to carry across into how I communicate with my audience, the products I create, how I show up online. And so, you know, even a lot of this stuff, you guys I have a beautiful desk down here. My friend hauled down the standing legs for me. I had it's beautiful Guanacaste wood. I would love a drawing table though. Like I'd love to be able to set up a camera where I could do stuff over screen you know, like overhead, I mean, and I will figure out I'm pretty sure at this point now I can just plug in my iPad to the USB on the computer and mirror and I will be doing that for a lot of the planner tutorials. Um, But this stuff makes me happy. And it's really important that I integrate more of that into everything I do. So that's where I'm at. Lots, lots of goals, right? And Probably at whatever point I move back. And I will say this. I have been known to make statements and declarations and then change my mind. But that is life, right? Last little note, and I'll leave you out with this, is I was reading an article on Medium, uh, Tom Kugler, I think is his name, and where he had he he kind of I don't say blew up, but grew an audience on Medium, and then Medium went a little sideways with I don't know, their algorithms or whatever. And he talked about leaving medium and he started doing stuff on LinkedIn and then he's come back to medium. There's a new CEO and he was super transparent about here's why I'm back. Here's what I'm I've learned. And you know, I I love just oh, the peanut gallery, but self-righteous people. And well, there's no credibility. I'm like, there's more credibility. He says he's changed his mind and this is why. And, and he's willing to give another shot. I'm like, how is transparency and honesty Why does that take away from credibility? I'll never understand it. So everything I've shared with you today is as of today, life could look very different in two or three months. You just never know. And on that note, we're going to wrap this baby up. So as always, thanks for listening. I love you guys tons. And again, if you are interested, I've got kimdoyle.com forward slash imperfect. And I'm just saying, fellas, you're more than welcome to subscribe but I'm specifically going to be talking to women about creating a business in life on their terms. And of course there's always KimDoyle.com forward slash F the hustle. And Oh my God, you guys. Okay. I, I keep thinking I'm wrapping this up. My designer. Oh, my designer lover, lover, lover. She's who worked with me for years. She's on the planner. We're just, Oh, she's doing the website for the planner. She's going to get, do a new website for me. So that'll be coming in January. two also. Oh gosh, it's time. It's just time. So on that note, I bid thee farewell and I will catch you guys next time. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is the newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle, grow a profitable business and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle to sign up today.